Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of the Compassion and Cucumbers podcast. I'm Christine. And I'm Sam. Hey, how's everybody doing out there? It's a beautiful day here in Western New York. Just gorgeous. Sun is shining, the birds are chirping, flowers are blooming, spring is in the air. Oh, it's wonderful. I know. So wonderful. And I'm hoping it's supposed to be really nice this week. I'm hoping that it's going to dry things out enough that we can finally mow our lawn. Yeah. Our neighbors will appreciate that. Yes, our neighbors will appreciate it, but I thoroughly appreciate the fact that we do let our lawn go a bit further into the spring before mowing it. Because all of the, you know, lovely bugs and butterflies and small rodents and all of that, they they need a place to hang out. Yeah, the the bunnies need something to chew. Oh, absolutely. The bunnies need stuff to eat. Yeah. I I mean, I like to see the... um, the dandelions and the forget-me-nots Forget me and yep. the little wild violets and everything. I kind of like that when in the spring when our lawn gets really super colorful. I love it. Because our lawn really is 99% uh, weeds, wildflowers and weeds. Yeah, weeds and wildflowers. So um, as long as it's green, I don't care. Once we, once we mow it, it looks just as green as everybody else's lawn. Absolutely. Yeah. And lawns really are the stupidest thing. They really are. Yeah, just such a waste of time and energy and resources and for sure. You know, mowing lawns, using gasoline and I completely it's, agree. It's just dumb. Yeah. Which yeah. is why one of these days we're gonna have a tiny house with not a whole lot of with land. Not a, no. Like you know Or put, with a large piece of land that we can just let be wild. Yeah. It, it's good to have some wild spots. I mean, you don't want it all to go wild because then snakes get in your house. Yeah. Although St. Patrick took care of that. Like, if we're going to put our house in Ireland, like we're yeah, planning. You know how... <laughs> Didn't St. Really? Patrick drive yeah. all the snakes out of Ireland? Are you there baiting are no me? Yes, I am definitely you baiting, baiting me? you. Yes, I'm definitely baiting you. Yes, you are. Okay. Yes, that's a euphemism. <laughs> there have never been snakes in Ireland, apparently. Yes, but no, the fact that St. Patrick, quote unquote, drove all of the snakes out of Ireland is a euphemism for doing away with the Druids, because the Druids, one of their symbols was the serpents of yeah. wisdom. So yeah, no, that was a um, that was much more of a uh, genocide thing than a right. um, than a snake thing. There have right. never been snakes. And in now Ireland. in in our brains, you know, people hear that and it's like St. Patrick's Day rolls around and everybody pictures that like the Pied Piper and the snakes all following St. Patrick out of Ireland. No. That's not how it was. It's not how it was. And that's how history boils down. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't actually talk about this around St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. Not, yeah, seriously, because you know, St. Patrick was not a good guy and he was not Irish. No. He was but, Roman. No, but we're digressing. We I mean, are. what I really meant was you don't want to keep it too wild, too close to your house because and then the critters get in. But you can do like rock gardens and stuff like that. And oh, thing, yeah. Things that don't require mowing. Oh, absolutely. Or, you know, even vegetable gardens. When we Just get to the point that surround. we have our tiny house and all of that, we will have very low maintenance outdoor spaces. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because, you know, I'm going to be too old to mow. <laughs> That's all right. I can keep mowing. I like mowing. Yep. Don't call me slow mo. <laughs> no, you're actually super speedy or mo. No mo. Yeah, you would be no mo. No mo. Yeah. I will eventually be slow mo. Right. Yeah. It'll be no mo and slow mo. Okay. Wow. We're really digressing. We really are. Okay, well, let's jump into the episode. Yeah, should we maybe get to the point? Let's get to the point. All right. So uh, let's talk about our uh, recipe this week, our vegan cookbook challenge recipe of the week. So this week's recipe I got out of a book called Vegan Bowl Attack. More than 100 one-dish meals packed with plant-based power. This is a book by Jackie Sobon, and she's the founder of the Vegan Yak Attack. Yes. I just love all of her enthusiasm. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And Vegan Yak Attack is a wonderful recipe-based vegan food blog Uh that you can find um, at Vegan Yak Attack. Vegan Yak Attack. Yes. Just Google Vegan Yak Attack and there it shall be. Yeah, th- this is a really cool cookbook because it is, you know, like the name suggests, it's all bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've you've 
realize this, but we love a good bowl. We love bowls. But there's breakfast bowls, um, you know, main course bowls, salad bowls. There's there's some dessert bowls. But these are all things that you can make and serve in a bowl. Love it. And so today I made the uh, cashew-crusted tofu stir-fry bowl. And that is exactly what it was. Yeah. It's a perfect description. It's exactly what it was. <laughs> the aptly named cashew-crusted tofu stir-fry bowl. Yep. And uh, you put this over quinoa. Okay. Well, I have she to say that. suggests quinoa. And I'm like, can we have it at quinoa in so long? Yeah. And I don't know why. I have to say. That I always have it in the house. Most of the time when we do bowls, we put stuff over rice or we put stuff over some kind of noodle. Um, right. Usually a soba noodle or an udon noodle or mm-hmm. a pad thai noodle, something like that. And um, it was such a surprise as I like dug down into my bowl to get a, a full forkful of everything that was going on and to have quinoa come up. I was so surprised and pleased because we have not had quinoa in quite some we time. We haven't. I don't know why I don't cook quinoa more. I, it just, it doesn't, it's not like the first thing that comes to my mind right. as a base for like stir fries and stuff, but it's. It like it takes on flavor really well. It does. And uh, today I used a tricolor quinoa because mm-hmm. I like the red quinoas. Um, there, there's a little more meat to them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a little bit more of a bite to them. Ooh, and um, fun tip. Okay. When you're making your quinoa, here's the tip: do it two to one. So, like, if you're doing one cup of quinoa, do two cups of water or broth. Today I used vegetable broth just mm-hmm. to try and get a little more flavor into the quinoa, mm-hmm. and then cook it uncovered. So let it come to a boil, bring it down to a simmer, and let it simmer uncovered until the liquid is gone. Then once the liquid's gone, turn the heat off, put the lid on, and set it aside. This way your quinoa won't get mushy, because sometimes quinoa can get mushy. That's true. Or it'll clump. Especially the lighter colored quinoas, Mm -hmm. they have a tendency to clump. Oh, well, this was lovely. Yeah. Yeah, this was absolutely beautiful. Quinoa was cooked perfectly, and um, the vegetables were wonderful. I would have gone with more vegetables than were actually in this recipe. Yeah. Um, Not in terms of variety, but in terms of quantity. Quantity. Uh, and and the recipe is supposed to serve four, and I do agree, maybe we're just vegetable hogs. We are. But um, I would definitely have bumped up the amount of the vegetables so that th- there were more. Yes. Um yeah, I think it's. Uh, I I don't. I guess I don't know. Maybe she um, thinks with the quinoa that you would just blend it in, and it would be more like quinoa with some vegetables mixed in. But Maybe. we like a ton of vegetables. Oh yes, on a bed of quinoa. More <laughs> the more veg, the better. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I would definitely have bumped up the amount of vegetables. Yeah, this. that's the, probably the only change I would make to this recipe. The flavors are really good, and the tofu is gorgeous. The cashew crusted tofu, yeah. is just gorgeous. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, love it, absolutely love it. And yeah. I, I like my tofu a little bit on the crispy side uh-huh. a lot of the time, so that that cashew coating and that little bit of kind of like pan fried feel yeah. that it had was really great but it wasn't at all greasy um, no it was wonderfully like fluffy in the center a mm-hmm. uh, little bit crispy on the outside fantastic yeah i used a super firm tofu just to cut down on the draining time you could uh, use a firm sense. i think the recipe actually calls for just a regular firm tofu but you want to make sure if you're using a regular firm tofu that you're pressing it mm-hmm. enough to get a, most of the liquid out so i used a super 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 a super firm tofu, which kind of um, cuts down on your pressing, tofu pressing time. There's yeah. not as much liquid, in, and it is very firm and compact. Um, because, number one, I know Sam doesn't like when tofu is mushy. I don't. In the center, she doesn't like the um, texture of it. I will eat tofu right out of the package. I don't really care. I love tofu. All varieties. Silken, I love tofu. But Sam has a textural issue sometimes with tofu if it's too mushy. Yes, this is true. So I used the su- super firm, and that turned out really well. It was. It was fantastic. Like, yeah. I look forward to you making that tofu again, whether with this bowl or in other iterations. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, the tofu itself 
is a is a good recipe to have in your hip pocket. So yeah, absolutely, it would yeah. go really really well with just like a nice kind of sweet and sour sauce or an, an orangey kind of sauce. Uh-huh. Um, would be delightful with rice and veggies. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was our recipe of a week. Uh, again, that cookbook is Vegan Bowl Attack. More than 101 dish meals packed with plant-based power um, by Jackie Soban, founder of the Vegan Yak Attack. So check her out. Check her out. Yes. Definitely. Um, so what do we want to talk about next? Ooh, so this weekend, it was Happy Mother's Day. Yes, Happy to, Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. To the mothers, the fur baby mothers, um, you know, mothers-to-be, those without mothers who are a mother to somebody else. I don't know. To all the mothers. You're rambling. I am rambling. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day. Uh, So this Mother's Day weekend, we traveled to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We sure did. Yep. To see our niece in a youth theater production of Mary Poppins. Yes. Which was very entertaining. It really was. Yeah. And uh, so she was in the ensemble for the first half of the production, but she was playing Jane Banks in the second half of the production and she did a wonderful job and we always love seeing her on stage. But that also means that we got to uh, spend the very first part of Mother's Day with my mom, which was lovely. Mm -hmm. And um, always good to see moms on Mother's Day weekend. It is. I'm glad we got to spend Mother's Day with your mom. Not the whole day. We were there Sunday, but they were leaving to see the show for the third time right? <laughs> on Sunday yes. afternoon. So And we, we had to get back because... Yeah, we headed home. You know, I have to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but when we were in Pittsburgh, we, uh, before we went to Sam's folks' house, we usually make a stop at their local grocery store, which is a giant eagle. Yes. And we we always peruse their vegan offerings we go to their plant-based section in the frozen foods yeah they have a a really good um variety of products in their plant-based frozen sections so no matter if we're staying for just one night as we were this time around um or if we're staying for a week we'll go ahead and check that out see what we can find what's new and um different than what is available to us up here Mm mm-hmm yeah, we always do that. So um, we found a couple of fun things. One of the things we found, which we tried yesterday, is from Gardein. And we haven't seen these in our grocery store. Um, not sure if anybody out there has seen them or tried them, but they're uh, Gardein plant-based pepperoni, <laughs> pepperoni pizza pockets. So these are, um, on the box, it kind of looks like a Hot Pocket kind of yeah. thing, but they're smaller. They're kind of like hockey puck sized yeah that's about right uh filled with all right like this happens all the time with packaging the picture is a little deceiving it looks like there's actually like slices of vegan pepperoni and cheese inside was really more like a you know the inside of like a totino's pizza pizza roll where it's just kind of this like mush it's sauce yeah it it, it's sauce with all the stuff like kind of mixed in, but no yeah. like textural, right? No slices of anything. Exactly. For all intents and purposes, this was a, a somewhat bland roll. Yeah, they, you know what? They smelled more pepperoni than they tasted, which I it's thought true. was strange. It's true. But I thought that the the bread on the outside that was the base of this was a little on the bland side. Yeah, tasteless. And the sauce had a really nice flavor. Yeah, the I sauce have to was say. good. The sauce was nice. It was a little bit spicy. Um, really heavy on the tomato. It was very tomatoey. Um, a lot of roasted red pepper in there as well. Mm-hmm. There's a good hit of that. But if there's one flavor I didn't get, it's pepperoni. It was pepperoni. Uh, you know they smelled at all. of pepperoni, didn't they? Though didn't they smell they did. of pepperoni? Oh, they smelled great. How can something smell like pepperoni but not, not taste like? I don't know. It? I don't know how they manage that. Yeah. And the idea that there was also some vegan mozzarella in there, very you could little. not tell. No, very little. I think I tell. got one bite where I'm like, oh, I think that's a little bit of cheese. <laughs> yeah. So you really didn't get the that pepperoni and cheese experience. As we were eating them, I was just like, okay, this just makes me want to make yeah, that's what, pepperoni cheese bread. Exactly. You know, yeah. I, I just wanted to go into the kitchen and make our vegan version of a, yeah. of a pepperoni roll or a pepperoni yeah. cheese bread. Um Yes, it would have been. It would have been better. It, nine times out of ten, when we get a snack food like this, we always end the trying of the said snack food with 
we, we could, could totally make, make this. <laughs> <laughs> and then we like, you know, brain, you know, we, uh, right. we, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? We, I don't know. We, uh, brain brainstorm storm. Thank you. Oh my God. Really? You were, you were really looking for brainstorm. I was. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. So then we brainstorm how we would make you know, said thing, whatever the thing, the thing is. Yeah. yeah. And this is definitely something that we could make a uh, hundred times well, better. I mean, and we already have, because I tend to make that pepperoni cheese and pesto yeah. bread, which yeah. is insanely good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's insanely good. Haven't made that in a while. No. We're going to have to make that soon. Yeah, but well, summer's coming. It's not really be- bread baking. That's true. It's not bread season. We're not. But you could totally, if you could totally make this, you could like go to Aldi's or whatever, and or even like Trader Joe's and get their pre-made pizza dough. Yeah, and get some good vegan pepperoni. Yep. Um, some mozzarella, a little bit of pizza sauce, and it would be better than these. Yes. yes. And there was four in the package, and I think it was like five something for the box. Yeah, that sounds right. And they say uh, a serving is one. We each ate two. We did. Because like I said, they're... They were hockey puck size. Like hockey puck size. And so we each ate two of them. And um, though they weren't bad as a snack, they're probably not something I would buy again. No, I probably wouldn't buy it again. But I mean, it's cool that they're out there. Yeah, it's absolutely cool that they're out there. I love that. 190 calories and six grams of protein if you're worried about your protein. Yeah. Um, Zero cholesterol, of course. But yeah, it was a fun snack, and it's always fun to try. I always like to try new things. Oh, yeah. Trying the stuff that we find out there is kind of essential. But this is one, as much as we love Gardein in general, and we do buy a number of their products reasonably regularly, mm-hmm. um, this isn't high on our list of of Gardein produce. Nope. No. But we did also find a, a new vegan uh, spicy chicken nugget that we haven't tried before from a brand called Raised and Rooted. Yes. Um, we haven't eaten them yet. No. But um, I've never seen that brand in our in, in any of our stores. No, not in any of our stores. I do know of it. Um, I've certainly yeah, heard of it. I've, I've heard seen of it on YouTube channels and things like that. But um, I haven't seen Raised and Rooted products in our neck of the woods. Um, so... Yeah, I imagine we will probably try those buffalo chickenless tenders probably on top of a salad sometime this week. Yeah, it doesn't say buffalo; it just says spicy. Oh, excuse me, spicy. Yes, yeah, so we don't know. So what... it might not be buffalo spicy. We don't know. It might be chili spicy. It could be might chili be... spicy. Could be uh, I don't know anything spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, when I see spicy and and chicken attached, you think buffalo put yeah. together when referencing it, it, a chicken it could, tender. Could be like I a sriracha buff- thing. Who it knows? could be like a sriracha thing. That'd be good. Yeah, but we'll report back on those. I'm not sure if you can find those anywhere around here, uh, at least in Western New York where we are, or if you can find them where you are, let us know. Absolutely. Um, and we'll report back what we think of those. So that was, um, you know, we bought some other normal sundries that we get, some coffee creamer, you know, vegan coffee creamer. We usually pick up some bagels, some vegan cream, cream cheese. cheese, just so we have something in the morning. Yeah. Um, but then we met the family for lunch slash dinner. L- late lunch, early dinner. Yeah. Um, at Mad Mex in, is it the one in Monroeville? No, this was the one on McKnight Road. McKnight Road in Pittsburgh. And um, this is not the original, I asked, because the original Mad Mex actually did start in Pittsburgh, but it's in Shadyside. So right. all of you Pittsburgh folks out there probably know that. Um, so yeah, we went to Mad Max and Mad Max continually is adding new vegan options to their menu. Yes. Mad Max has been like our go-to chain restaurant. Yeah. It's um, good if you're going with a bunch of omnivores. Yes, absolutely. Because there is literally something for everybody. Yeah. Um, so we've been pretty big fans of Mad Max. We were fans of Mad Max even before we went vegan, but, um, they're almost dearer to our hearts because they make being vegan so very easy. Yeah. Um, so not only do they have several items on their menu that are vegan as ordered, and the, that number has just increased um, with their new menu. Yeah, they have lots of things on their menu now marked a Nuevo. And marked vegan. Uh, vegan like that's vegan what I mean. in the title. Yeah, like a lot great. of new vegan things on their menu. Uh, yeah. Nuevo. But also... Um, 
they are so good about substitutions. Mm -hmm. They are so willing to substitute just about anything for just about anything. Yeah. That you can very easily veganize almost every item on their menu. Yeah. And one good thing about Mad Max, um, they're one of the few chain restaurants that actually provides you with vegan cheeses, vegan sour creams. Yep. Um, like they know, especially with Mexican food, you need the cheese and the sour creams and things like yeah. that to, you know, to make it, uh, uh, scrumptious. So yeah, uh, I love that, that they have, you can substitute everything with tofu. Now they have a new vegan chorizo. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. That's really exciting. They have tofuti, vegan cream, or not cream cheese, uh, sour cream. And, um, what, do you remember what brand of vegan cheese they Violife. use? And they use Violife cheese. Yep. Yeah. So that's great. So you can basically veganize, because they're so good about substituting, you can practically veganize everything on their menu. Well, especially now with this new uh, plant-based chorizo yeah. in the mix. Um, that's going to make things even easier. Yeah. Because um, up until this point, the only vegan protein was tofu. And yeah. they have a couple of varieties of tofu. They have a... Um, marinated and grilled tofu. They have kind of a crispy tofu, which is our personal favorite. It's just ridiculously good. It's good. Um, and so, unfortunately, with this trip to Mad Max, um, we did not try any of the new menu items because we, we are lame and we are creatures of habit. And we both went straight for the herbivores tofu tacos, which we always do because they're so good. Because they're so good. It's, it's like I can't, I can't stop myself from getting them. See, now I have stopped myself. Yeah. Um, this is actually the first time I've gotten the the tofu tacos in quite a while. Yeah. I've been investigating their. Um, they had some bowls yeah. in the mix, a couple of vegan bowls that you can top with tofu. And mm -hmm. um, I was testing those out. And those were lovely, by the way. But we did not, unfortunately, go for the brand new uh, vegan lettuce wraps. We did not go for the vegan nachos. Can I say vegan nachos? Vegan nachos. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about each thing, though. The um, vegan lettuce wraps is their plant-based chorizo mixed with red quinoa. And pepitas served with radish, cilantro, fire-roasted tomatoes, chipotle, and tomatillo avocado salsa, and iceberg lettuce for wrapping. That sounds good. Count me in. I'm, I'm there. there. And then the, um, the Buenos Nachos, the Nuevo Buenos Nachos vegan nachos are locally made tortilla chips. Their tortilla chips are really good, too. Their by tortilla the way. chips are super good. Yeah. Piled high with plant-based chorizo, Violife vegan cheese, jalapenos, black beans, guacamole, salsa, and tofuti sour cream. Once again, I'm in. Yeah. Bring it. Like, yep. that just sounds fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely fantastic. Let's scroll down and see what else pops out at us. Okay. So the next thing that's popping out is one of the bowls that I was just talking about. And this is a grain salad bowl. Okay. Um, they also have a roasted cauliflower bowl, which I have also tried. Um, both of these are wonderful, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, and the grain salad bowl is farro and red quinoa with cucumber, radish, red cabbage, romaine, avocado, and tomatoes. And then it's topped with your choice of protein. So what... I did when I asked, when I ordered this bowl was I asked for the tofu that comes in the tofu tacos. Yeah. It's the pencil tucky tofu. No, it's different. Is the pencil sauce tucky is tofu, different. Oh yeah. The pencil the tucky sauce tofu is, is not, it's not the lime cilantro sauce. It's something else. It's a different, yeah. It's yeah. a different sauce. It's got a more peanutty flavor to it. Right. It's a little more Thai. It's a little more Thai flavored. Um, but. So I asked for the tofu that goes into the tofu tacos to be put on top of this grain salad bowl as um, as my protein. And they were happy to do that. And it was absolutely delicious. The roasted cauliflower bowl, on the other hand, um, is a little more traditionally Tex-Mex. Yeah. So you're getting roasted cauliflower, farro, black beans, corn. Um, you can substitute the Monterey Jack cheese for vegan cheese, of course, um, grilled fajita onions and peppers with pico, guacamole, and then again, your choice of protein, um, where again, I did the tofu taco tofu yeah. on top of that. And it also was delightful. So I would highly recommend both of those. 
Yeah, um, and their Mad Max bowl too is is listed as vegetarian, and you can just take out, you can swap the cheese, um, and that would make that also vegan. They have a ton of burritos, and with the new options, with the new options of the the chorizo, I think that you could probably do a lot of these burritos vegan. Oh, I'm sure you could. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, wingo Rito, did they do? They don't have. Uh, they don't have a vegan wing. No. Which is interesting. But it's a don't. Mexican restaurant, so. Well, the interesting thing is I looked at some old Mad Mex menus a and while they used ago. To do and a they wing. used to yeah. have vegan boneless wings. Yeah. Um, and I don't know where they disappeared to. I don't know if maybe it's a regional thing. Maybe they're available in some parts of the country and Could not be. others. Um which I think is is odd, being that we're so close to to Buffalo, which is kind of home of the wing. Yeah. Um. So more research is required on that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're available elsewhere, just not here, that kind of a thing. Because we would totally try those if they existed. Yeah, and they have a, a, a funny section on their menu called burritos para los vegheads. Yes. <laughs> which is uh, they have two on there. It's a there's multiple ones on here that are marked as vegetarian. And like I said, all you'd have to do is swap out the cheeses. Right. Um, but these two are the chickpea chili burrito, which is a roasted tomatillo jalapeno chickpea chili with Monterey Jack cheese, which you could swap for vegan cheese. And a veggie burrito, which is pico de gallo, roasted corn, grilled zucchini, portobellos, bell peppers, and onions, plus black beans and Monterey Jack cheese. And again, you would just swap it for yep. a vegan cheese. Yep. Awesome. So... And we haven't even gotten down to the taco section. No, which is our favorite section. And we almost always go for the herbivores tofu tacos. Uh Um, This is a crispy organic tofu tossed in sweet soy citrus sauce. So you get a little bit of a a kind of citrusy Asian flavor to the tofu. Uh Um, But then you top it with cilantro and bean sprouts and avocado and tomatillo avocado salsa and pico de gallo. Um, They do sour cream on the side. You can, of course, veganize that. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no cheese, so you don't need to worry about that. And we always recommend a side of guacamole. Oh, yeah, so, definitely. Christine always does these with the rice and beans that come with um, yeah, I like most their, of their platters. Yeah, they do like a Mexican spiced rice and um, a seasoned black bean. Mm-hmm. Not mixed together. They're separate. Right. And they're really good. Like the black beans are, you know, they're not mushy. They're still firm. and Oh, yeah. No, they are good. Yeah. But I will usually go for a side salad with mine um and their side salads are very simple really crunchy romaine with uh pepitas and tomato and onion red onion um and then they do sprinkle some cheese on there and all you have to do is ask them to leave the cheese off and they gladly will yeah and they do have one vegan dressing which is their vegan ranch Oh, right. Dressing. Yeah, they do have a vegan ranch. Yeah. Um, another um, taco that they have that's new on the menu is a veggie chorizo taco platter, which is their plant-based chorizo, violite vegan cheese, and lettuce in a choice of soft flour tortillas or four crunchy corn shells served with pico de gallo. And if you're more of a quesadilla person than a taco person, um, they also have a veggie chorizo quesadilla that is brand new on the menu. Mm -hmm. And so that's the plant-based chorizo, violife, vegan cheese, pico de gallo, red onion, avocado, and fresh torn basil. And I have to say, just reading that, that sounds really good. That does sound good. Another of my favorites on their menu is the avodilla. Um, because there's no such thing as too much avocado in this world. (laughs) No. So that is a wonderful combination of avocado, grilled corn, pickled jalapenos, black beans, of course, veganizing the cheese, um, but then also chopped cilantro, basil, and a side of mango tomatillo salsa. So much. There's so much good stuff. So much. So much. Did we talk about the Southwest veggie wrap? We did not. We the, haven't gotten that far. I mean, we also haven't talked about the portobello and tofu fajita. Yeah. Um, the Southwest Veggie Wrap is their plant-based chorizo. Violet vegan cheese, corn, Mexican rice, black beans, and red cabbage, and pico de gallo with their Southwest wing sauce. Not just veggie. It's vegan. It says right. it right on the menu. Right there. Also, their tofu rapture. Okay, so you can get that organic tofu that was breaded and fried um, in the tofu tacos, but you can get it tossed in your choice of wing sauce. Mm-hmm. So you can 
choose your own adventure in terms of the flavor. And then... Um, the, do do they say which wing sauces are vegan? Because, um, like, generally, well, like a buffalo wing sauce uh-huh. usually has dairy butter in it. Right. So I don't... I believe the only one that is vegan is the General Zaragoza. Okay. Which is what goes on the pencil taki tofu. It's kind of like a General Tso's. Yeah, kind of yeah. like a General Tso's, but it's got more of a peanut feel to okay. it than a General Tso's would. So it's a spicy... It's more like a spicy peanut. Spicy peanut. Um, and it's it's really very, very good. But to be completely honest, I haven't asked about the buffalo wing sauce. Yeah. So that would be def- uh, one to ask about. They do have a honey chipotle BBQ sauce. Obviously, the honey chipotle, that's not that's vegan. Um, and I don't know exactly what their San Francisco and Southwestern sauces are. So those three I would definitely recommend checking on. Yeah, definitely check. Their waitstaff are super, super knowledgeable of their of their menu. Yeah. And they know. I've never once had a waitstaff at Mad Max um, falter. No. Or or second guess if something was vegan or not vegan. They seem to like, they make sure everybody knows. Has that information. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Which is cool. Which is great. I mean, that just, again, speaks to the fact that Mad Max seems to be committed to being vegan friendly. Yeah. You know, even if they're not a fully vegan establishment, that yeah. they are committed to um, making the lives of vegans who love Tex-Mex food, like us. Yeah. Um, just a little bit easier. Yeah. So thank you, Mad Max. We love thank you. Thank you, Mad Max. Uh, you need to put some restaurants up here in Western New York. Yeah, you really do. Yeah. I mean, your closest restaurant is an hour away from us, and you know we'll go. We will. We we will. We have. Yeah. You know, but it, it it'd be nice to have one a little closer to home. Yeah, and I can say uh, for those of you that are listening that are close to where we are uh, in the Western New York region, it is worth the drive. To Erie, and I believe that the Erie Mad Max is one of the best Mad Maxes. Oh, it so is. Yeah. I mean, we've been to a number of other Mad Maxes, mm-hmm. um, mostly in Western Pennsylvania. Yeah. And the one in Erie, the one closest to us, is where we regularly have the best meals. Yeah, and I, I don't know why that is. I think the, the ones in Pittsburgh, they're always just so mobbed. Yeah. That I think that the cook staff is frantic. <laughs> that could be. And and so the attention to detail sometimes is lost there. Maybe. Um, you know, sometimes you the things aren't sauced the way mm-hmm. more norm, they're normally sauced or whatever, or the plates are a little messy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really just because they're just so darn busy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a slightly slower pace in Erie. Mm-hmm. So... Especially when we go, we usually go for like an early lunch. Yeah. Like, you'll find us walking into Mad Max when they open at 11. At 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, they're, you know, it's it's real quiet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's a little more slow pace. Like, I, I don't think... Uh, I don't think I've been in Mad Max during, like, a dinner rush. So... Not in a long time. Yeah. We have. Yeah. Before. Pre-COVID and all of that. But. I was there, like, heavy, heavy into their lunch rush. Um, when I retired, my coworkers brought me to Mad Max because they know... I'm vegan and that there was a lot of things there I could eat. And it, w- it was pretty hopping mm-hmm. for like lunch. So. Yeah. But it's definitely worth it. Yeah. We will be. We are. Worth the drive. Yes. We are devotees of the Mad Max. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's. The, let's see. What's next? Um, oh, I did things out of order. New That's right. We found. Um, oh, I wanted to tell you people about a recent uh, vegan chocolate recall that was in the news due to undeclared milk. And these brands, um, did you say that they're found at Target? And Yes. So the chocolate involved, um, there are three specific products. Um, and all of these products can be found at stores that are owned by TJX. Okay, this is a a retail store conglomerate. So they operate TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Mm -hmm. HomeGoods, Sierra, and HomeSense. Okay. Okay, so this is where you're going to want to be on the lookout for these products. Um, And the products specifically are the Pimlico Confectioner's Vegan Fine Hazelnut Truffles, which are in a 3.88-ounce green plastic package. 
And then also Keats London Vegan Hazelnut Dark Chocolate in a 4.93 ounce round green plastic package. And Keats London Vegan Irish Cream Truffles in a 4.93 ounce round blue plastic stick package. Now we have not run into these ourselves. Um, None of these are stores that we frequent. We do have a TJ Maxx in our area, but I haven't been there in ages. No, It's been a very long time. And um, so we have not come across these products specifically. And I'm actually really glad that we found this article because if I had randomly walked into TJ Maxx or Marshall's and I saw vegan hazelnut truffles, and vegan Irish cream truffles. Oh, those would have been in the cart. They would have been in the cart faster than you can say vegan hazelnut truffles, <laughs> like without question. So I'm really glad that I am now aware of this and um, that I can avoid them. Now, the issue was a manufacturing issue uh-huh. um, and it ter- because these products are made in a facility that does process products that contain dairy. Right. And so um, it was a mistake and the mistake I'm sure will be corrected. Unfortunately, we don't have lot numbers no, I'm sure you can reach out to the manufacturer's website um, to get those lot numbers because at this point, I'm sure they're no longer in stores. Um, you know, stores get this information and they pull the they pull those products off the shelf. Yeah, but you might have these products in your pantry or whatever. So if you do or have bought this chocolate in the pa- recent past, mm-hmm. I would recommend reaching out to the manufacturer's website to see if you can get those lot numbers. Right, just to make sure and the. The way that this was discovered was that someone who had a dairy allergy um, actually consumed the chocolate and, and was made ill. So um, it would definitely be a, a good idea to check those out if you bought these products in the past. Yeah, I mean, it is definitely a problem for people that have milk allergies, uh, let alone vegans, when it becomes, you know, like a matter of life and death. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so we just wanted to share that information. uh, And And just know that if you have purchased these products and would like to return them, you can do so. Um, If you can return them to the store at which they were purchased, um, that's ideal. But you can also contact um, customer service at any of those stores. And again, that's TJ Maxx, Marshalls, HomeGoods, Sierra, and HomeSense. Um, all right, I want to move on and talk a little bit about um, some more regional news uh, about some things that are happening at the Vegan Center at Project Vegan 716 in Buffalo. Um, they're always working it. There's always a they ton are. of stuff going on there, a ton of things that you can attend, uh, classes that you can attend and, and whatnot. Um, the Vegan Center, if you don't know, is located at 60 Broad Street in Tonawanda, New York. And they send out a, I believe it's a monthly email, maybe bi-monthly, to let you know what's going on there. And so I just thought I would share some of that information in case you're not on their mailing list. If you're not on their mailing list, get on their mailing list because there's a a lot of um, fun stuff going on there. And they said uh, they recently had their second annual spring craft show. And... They had two vendors make their debut at their spring craft show, which is cool, at the Vegan Center. Uh, they also welcomed the Buffalo Plant Burger, who used their kitchen, because they have a fully functional um, commercial kitchen there, yeah. which you can rent. Um, and they made breakfast sandwiches and and potatoes for the people that were attending the craft fair. Sounds good. Which is fun. They are doing... Uh, classes at the Vegan Center on Thursdays. They're doing, um, on the 12th, they're doing a plant-based cooking class from 6.15 to 7.30. You can learn how to make simple and delicious plant-based dishes. Students will get to try a sample and will leave with the recipe. Cost is $10 for non-members and $5 for members. And I think uh, membership is, is really... It's really reasonable. I'm serious. I think it's like $25 a year or something. Yes, it is $25 a year to be a member of the Vegan Center. Super reasonable. And that membership includes the monthly newsletter, a discount on Project Vegan 716 sponsored events, a 10% discount on single usage rental rates, excluding the kitchen, uh, discounts on massages um, by a masseuse who has offices inside the Vegan Center, Mm -hmm. and... uh, 
annual membership appreciation party and borrowing privileges to their resource library. So lots of benefits for that $25 a year. Absolutely. They're doing classes for uh, small business owners, or if you're starting a small business, they have a budgeting class that's coming up on the 19th. Um, they have a plant ba- another plant-based cooking class on the 26th. Oh, what's this? Moving out on Saturday, May 21st, we- they'll per- be participating in the Ni- Niagara SPCA craft show um, from 10 to 2 at the Third Mortars Social Club. Sorry, this is small print and I'm, I'm blind. Uh, that's at 147 12th Avenue in North Tonawanda. Come and check out the craft tables and support the Niagara County, County SPCA. On Sunday, May 29th, they'll be participating in the Retro Blocks Rockabilly Garage Sale. That sounds fun. It does. The, the event will be held from noon to five. They'll have numerous vendors in their shops selling retro clothing and vintage items. If you'd like to sell vintage items and collectibles at the event, they have space for you just for just $10 a table. Cats Like Us has organized this fun event. Other participating businesses include uh, Black Sheep, Atomic Barbershop and Salon, The Mulberry Tree, Hello Sweets Candy and Pop Shop, and Timeless Babes. Timeless Babes. All the businesses are within a very short walking distance from the Vegan Center. And as a bonus, Blooming Wild. Uh, If you're not familiar with Blooming Wild, they're doing pop-ups and Blooming Wild are... Blooming Wild is run by uh, two people who used to work for Big Mood. Yes. And they're doing pop-ups. And so Blooming Wild will be at the Vegan Center serving fried peanut butter banana sandwiches and milkshakes. (laughs) How fun is that? (laughs) That's pretty fun. Because of the rockabilly theme. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's pretty fun. They're doing a pop-up market uh, on Juneteenth and Father's Day uh, from 2 to 6. And uh, Food Not Bombs, which is a great organization... Uh, they cook in their kitchen every Sunday from 11.30 to 1.30, and they serve meals in the Niagara Falls area from 2 to 4. Uh, let the Vegan Center know if you want to be involved. Cooks, servers, runners, uh, and securing donated items are needed, and the Vegan Center is also a drop-off site for non-perishable vegan food donations. Yeah, that's something we really need to do. Yeah. Um, I, I've been wanting to get more involved with Food Not Bombs. Um, I think they're an incredible organization. And yeah, I think maybe we should we should carve out a little more time on our Sundays for volunteer yeah. work and yeah, I start mean, helping out in the kitchen. We already or, volunteer at the animal shelter on Sundays. We could just carry that through absolutely. Would to the rest hard. of our Sunday. Yeah, I would absolutely love to do that. So yeah. I think we should investigate. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that's great. So. I'd also love to eventually, and I... I been wanting to talk to the folks at Food Not Bombs about this, starting a chapter here um, in Dunkirk, New York. We could we could start a chapter um, to accept donations, um, mm-hmm. but you also have to understand that what Food Not Bombs does is they take those donations, they actually make meals, yeah, and then transport those meals to those in need. Those in need. Yeah, I don't know if just the two of us could do that. Oh no, heavens no. No, there's no way just the two of us could do it. But <laughs> first of all, we'd have to find a commercial kitchen to cook the food in. We absolutely would. But okay, um, I think that we we could, however, perhaps be the impetus to start a yeah. a chapter. Here we might be in, able to find other people that'd be interested in. That's right. Participating in something like that. That's right. If you are in Western New York and you are interested in helping us put together a Dunkirk Fredonia chapter of Food, Food Not, Not Bombs, Bombs, please let us know. Yeah. Because I bet that's something that Jessamine from Om Nom Bakery would be interested in participating in. That would not surprise me. At some me. level. That would not surprise me. And she has a commercial kitchen. She does, but you realize you just called her out on podcast <laughs> land. did. You heard it here, Jessamine, if you're listening. That's a little unfair <laughs> to call someone out. <laughs> On a podcast <laughs> and say, I bet they'd like to help us out because <laughs> then you leave her very little room to say no. Jessamine, well, Jessamine, please no. We won't say if you do say no, but I think I, if, if we're going to do this, I, you're probably one of the first people I would reach out to. I would probably also reach out to Wendell, who is our organic farmer. Uh, our local organic wow, farmer. You are just you are just tagging people <laughs> like crazy today. And maybe he could donate some 
um, produce. Well, there you go. Anyway. Yeah, that's something that we we should be uh, trying to make happen. Yes. Because Food Nut Bombs is a spectacular organization. Yes, they are. So uh, those are just some of the things that are going on at the Vegan Center. And again, the Vegan Center is at 60 Broad Street in Tonawanda, New York. Uh, check them out. Sign up for their mailing list because, like I said, there's always, always stuff a going bunch on. of stuff going on there. Yep. And in terms of other things that are going on, I mean, we're pretty much at the housekeeping section of... Of okay. the podcast, and so I know it's usually you who does the housekeeping because you're the housefrau and everything. But I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna jump in. Okay, no, jump in. All right, cool. So, um, in terms of housekeeping, okay, just wanted to let you all know that we will be making some appearances at Western New York um, vegan events in the coming months. Um, mm-hmm. You know, veg veg fest season is upon us or yeah. close to upon us. Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah. And we are going to be sponsoring um, the Western New York veg fest this year. So we will have a table where you can come visit us. Um, but before we even get to the Western New York veg fest, we will be present at the taste of vegan, mm-hmm. uh, which is on June 1st. Yep. Get that's your a, tickets now. That's a Wednesday. And tickets I believe are available. it's from six to 9 PM at the Buffalo river works. Yes. Um, so we would love to see you then. We will also see you at the Western New York veg fest, which is in early August. Mm-hmm. I believe that's August 7th. I think so. Sunday, August 7th. I think that sounds right. Yes. Okay. So that's something to keep an eye out for. We would love to see you there. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're also working on some new things. Um, Christine is determined to get an email newsletter going. Yeah, I I would love to get an email newsletter going. Um, We're going to have a sign-up sheet at um, VegFest, um, but I want to work on a uh, a link on our website where you can just you know k- type in your email. We have one on our website. Oh, we do. We do uh, on our website. <laughs> there is a link <laughs> where you can type in your email and join our mailing list. Please do that. Yes. Go to www.compassionandcucumbers.com and find that area of our website. It's under the contact tab. Oh, okay. Under the contact tab, and I'm going to be starting a monthly um, newsletter. And in that newsletter, I might include recipes, you know, things we're going to be talking about, um, fun things that we've done, travel stuff, whatever. Um, Just things that we either forgot to talk about on the podcast or didn't have time to talk about. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I would definitely like to uh, get some people signed up for that. Yeah. And also our our website, which we have told you many, many times is dismally outdated it's a little bit out of date yeah it's it just gets worse and worse in terms of being out of date but um it's because i don't do anything with it um but it will be <laughs> undergoing a major overhaul yeah um over the summer um, yeah. as i have a little more free time and uh so that will be much more user-friendly we hope to get our shop up and running um in addition to uh some some other practical stuff yeah, um, we're going to have merch, of course, like sticker packs and stuff like that. T- we're going to have T-shirts. Um, uh, we also are uh, in the midst of getting some bamboo cutlery sets. Which we're very excited about. Yeah, which again, are fun. Veg Fest season is upon us. Yes. Uh, we also have some handmade uh, vegan dishcloths. Yes. That Sam has knitted. Yes. Um, so those will be made available. Uh, so I think that's it for for that stuff. Yeah. I wanted to let everybody know we are uh, we have joined the uh, pseudo evil world of the Amazon affiliates, affiliates program, <laughs> program yeah. um, just so that we can make like the cookbooks that we talk about available to you. But they um, we will put the links in our show notes and eventually on our website and in our social media if we can if I can figure that out. Um, and then you can link directly to the cookbooks that we're talking about. And I'm also going to be linking to uh, products that we use, uh, kitchen utensils and kitchen appliances that I like to use and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'm going to be making a list of all the things that we like to to use. And, um, of course, those are affiliate links, which will give us a, a teeny bit of money to help defer some costs uh, for either merchandise or to improve... Equipment. Improve our podcasting Travel. equipment. Yeah. Yeah. So all the kinds of things that we we will need to eventually invest in so we can keep growing. Yeah. So look for that in our show notes. Uh, 
in this week's episode, you will find an affiliate link to the Vegan Bowl Attack book. If you'd like to get this cookbook, I highly recommend it. If you like bowls, this is the book for you. Yeah. Nothing but bowls. They're all, the recipes are all great. They're concise. They're simple. Most of them are, don't take a whole lot of time, which is nice. Most of them don't take any hard to find ingredients. So yeah, definitely check that out. And we'll move on to the calls to action segment of our housekeeping. Is this an official segment? This is a segment. All right. I'm calling you all to action. The first call to action is um, don't forget about our fundraiser for Mockingbird Farms Animal Sanctuary. Uh, I recently got word that Janelle from Mockingbird Farms was in a terrible car accident on Friday. Oh, no. Um, Totaled her car. Uh, Apparently, she lost consciousness. I don't know any more than that. She's okay, as far as I know. Uh, And there was nobody else involved. So it was just a, somehow she went off the road or something. Oh my God. Yeah. Not sure what happened there. Anyway, we're still holding our fundraiser for Mockingbird Farms at our Buy Me A Coffee site. That's buymeacoffee.com backslash cucumbers. Um, We're still looking for ideas for our top five challenge. If you have any topics or categories that you think would be fun, I have gotten a couple from you out there. And so keep them coming. You can email those to us at compassionandcucumbers at gmail.com or you can DM me on uh, Instagram. Uh, is usually the easiest way. Uh, what else? Oh, send me your cookbook recommendations by either emailing me or DMing me cookbooks that you think that we should be checking out, uh, recipes that we should be checking out. Um, and I already told you that you can get this week's cookbook through our affiliate link in the show notes and... Wanted to uh, remind you that Sam already did to get tickets to Taste of Vegan, which is June 1st, and uh, soon tickets for Western New York Veg Fest will be coming out. Mm-hmm. So keep your eyes on their socials for information about when the tickets for that come out. Yeah. And we hope to see you both. Yeah. So I think that wraps up all my housekeeping. Did you have anything to add to that? No, I think we're good. Is there something else? Nope. With that, <laughs> I, just was, I was just checking. Just checking. <laughs> I don't know why you found that so funny. I was well, no, it was, it was just, I couldn't tell what you were doing. And you just had this random long silence. And Oh, I was just yeah. pull, pulling back up my podcast um, editor. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so I guess that's it. Want to wish you all a great week. Enjoy this beautiful weather if you're, oh, any, yes. if you're anywhere near us. Please uh, get outside. It's, hope it's beautiful where you are. Spring has definitely sprung. Absolutely. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Same bat time, same bat channel. That we will. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. If you'd like to support the Compassion and Cucumbers podcast, well, you can do that by hopping on over to our Patreon page and becoming a patron. We have all the recipes from our Vegan Kitchen series up there, and we'll be adding some patron-only episodes in the near future. So thank you for supporting us at whatever level that you choose, and thank you again for listening to Compassion and Cucumbers podcast.